Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode 116 on Grieving Moms Podcast, Building Your Grief Toolbox. I'm your host, Megan Hillica. Today, I want to talk about building your grief toolbox. I want to dive into how you can build something that you can pull a tool from to help you through the hardest times. So I've heard over and over again, things like, well, therapy didn't work for me. So I just gave up and I just have to do this on my own. Or I just have to try to survive every single day. I just have to try and make it through this. Um, Maybe you've tried one thing and you haven't noticed a change in how you feel. So you're like, ah, beg that. Like, let go of that because, you know, it didn't help me. And maybe you think that there's nothing you can do anymore. And I want to offer this idea to you of a grief toolbox. Like when grief first comes to you, you might have a few tools in your toolbox, like things you use to cope, things you've used in the past to help you get through hard seasons in your life. These might be coping mechanisms that help you get to where you want to go, but they can also be tools that don't. But imagine that you get to build a toolbox of skills that you can pick and choose from to help support you on your grief journey. We are building a school bus into a motorhome right now, and we're actually done with building it. And we're leaving to travel around the U.S. in a few days. So I have used so many different tools to build this bus. I could not have done it with just one tool. Every single tool has been useful and helpful to be able to build this bus. And so the same thing with your grief. Maybe you tried therapy alone and threw that tool out. Maybe you tried meditation by itself and threw that tool out. Maybe you haven't used any tools because you're like, nothing can help me. I like, this is just awful. And there's no tools that can help me with this. But imagine If you begin practicing skills and putting tools in your toolbox, you can have options and choices to help you get through grief wave and really a place of support when things are really hard. So it doesn't mean that it takes away the grief or makes it even like super that much easier. But as you begin to learn these tools and different skills, It helps your body and supports your body process the emotion and the pain and everything that comes with it. I think we all know that we can get sick with grief, that it begins to show up physically in our bodies. And I really believe it's because the emotions and all of this stuff is so much for our bodies. And this is like all these tools and ways is a way you can help your body process. And so hopefully you don't get as sick. So I want to share with you what's in my own toolbox and kind of what has been in my toolbox, kind of what I can reach for. So the first one is thought work. This is 
one of the highest things that has helped me along with feeling emotions, but it's been one of the things that has helped me the most on my grief journey and also my life, my relationships, being with other people, learning the skill of noticing my thoughts and really taking captive thoughts that are not serving me in my life and with my grief journey has been life changing. It really is. I learned this through coaching and I teach this in my own coaching work that I do. Learning to feel and experience emotions, like I said, is like one of the biggest ones for me and really building my container and emotional capacity, really learning to build that space that I can hold and process my emotions instead of trying to run from numb or hide these emotions, really learning to feel physically, like feel them in a sensation way in your body, experiencing them, and then move through these emotions rather than wallowing in them. This has been the other thing that has been absolutely life-changing for me. Again, not only has this helped me in my grief, but my life overall, my relationships, and really allowing me to practice feeling my emotions instead of reacting to them when they come up. That I am not saying I don't react. I react plenty still. And I'm at the whim of my emotions. But really being aware of it and noticing it and knowing that this is why this is happening. Um, and that I can change that. I can do work on that. And for me, this is really body awareness. Being aware of what's going on in my body. Like for me, when I'm super stressed, I always feel it in my chest and that tells me, oh yeah, I have a lot going on. You're really stressed out. What do you need to let go of right now? How can you hold space for this? Um, how can you process this? It's just really, it really is life-changing because so often we react from our emotions and we either blame it on other people, we blame it on ourselves in a negative way, or we project what we're feeling and experiencing onto others rather than taking responsibility for our own emotions and our own feelings and um, kind of like taking care of them ourselves rather than putting them on others. So that has been life-changing for me. It really has changed a lot about how I think about emotions and my responsibility with my emotions. So yeah, that I mean, that is just a kind of a lifelong practice too. It's not like all of these things, when I talk about adding them to your toolbox, it's like things you learn and you can, you know, grow your skill with them or practice with them. Another one for me is movement. Having a way to move my body or your body. I have done so many things. Movement is a huge thing for me. I still continue to move my body in many different ways. Yoga, biking, running, walking, stretching, um, doing like workout classes at the gym. These are all ways that I have moved my body. I, I just, I love anything volleyball that has to do with moving my body. It's definitely a huge part of my toolbox. So another one is meditation. It can be a difficult one to do if your body is in a really reactive state. I definitely remember right away in my grief journey, my aunt had recommended like a app or a podcast to listen to that first was meditation. And with my trauma and PTSD and inability to even relax at all, 
meditation wasn't even an option for me. I tried it and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, I can't do this. I can't even get to that state or that place. Um, so it can be hard, though many moms have told me that my guided meditations that I do have been the only time that they can actually go through a meditation session while in the midst of their grief. So I use meditation often to notice what's going on in my body and also bring a sense of calm into my body and to my brain. So I do this with the moms I work with. I also have meditations in Grieving Moms Haven. So they are ways to specifically focused on grief and calming your body and noticing the emotions and stuff and practicing that awareness in your body. So obviously EFT I've talked about a million times. This has been amazing for me. It really, I can totally feel a difference, especially if I'm really stressed or anxious or angry or sad or something. I can do EFT and really talk through what's going on um, noticing in my body. And I feel so much better when I'm done. I can always feel, especially the biggest things I've noticed it for helping is anxiety and stress. So if I do EFT, my stress level and anxiety level is so much better by the time I'm done. Obviously therapy, I have been to therapy and I also got the treatment, I don't know if it's a treatment or what it's called, but anyways, uh, EMDR, while I went to therapy. And that was life-changing for me as well. It was, I, <laughs> I can't even begin to describe how grateful I am for my therapist and for EMDR. It was incredible. I really think the EMDR saved my life um, from being so traumatized and having PTSD and really being felt like out of control in my life. And the EMDR really helped me be able to be grounded again and kind of feel like I have a little bit more control over my brain instead of feeling like I was battling my brain every single second of every single day. And I think therapy is a beautiful thing and a beautiful place to go to, especially when you need to talk. One thing I loved about going to therapy was that after a while, like I needed to talk about Aria and her death and what I was going through and the emotions. I needed like the anger I had and the frustration and the sadness and the everything that I was going through. And I began to feel like I couldn't talk about it so much and what I was feeling. Like I could, I could talk about it with friends. They were very, I had amazing friends who were very um, open to listening to me talk and they asked me questions and I just begin to feel like I needed to talk more than what <laughs> I, I I know it's all in my own head like that's what I felt but I just didn't feel like I could keep talking about it that much with my friends and what was so amazing about therapy was that at therapy I knew that I could <laughs> because I was paying him to sit and listen to me talk so it felt good to like I can talk freely without even having to worry about, can I talk about this? Should I be talking about this? Are they getting tired of me listening to me talk about this? And it's like, no, I have the freedom to talk about whatever I want here. And so that was amazing. Coaching, getting coaching changed my own life in so many ways, especially learning how to 
um, have so much more control in my thoughts and my feelings in my life. It helped me get perspective on so many things in my life in grief. And coaching in some form of another continues to be part of my experience. I have done business or like hired business coaches and so many different types of coaches as well. And of course, I do grief coaching. And I hope you'll add this one to your toolbox. It really is amazing. I can't really describe how different it is from therapy and how it's really deep tools to help you um, really cope and function in everyday life instead of like not just with grief, but like I was saying, coaching has helped me in my relationships in everything in my life. So remember that relief and grief is starting soon and you can join those three days um, in that workshop for only $27. So keep an eye out for it and it would be so great if you joined us there. So energy work, this is another one. This is like different types of energy work, emotion code, body code. I have different gemstone necklaces that support different types of energy and movement. And I think energy work is the most like odd thing for me that I've used to support my grief and my relationships and my life. But it's actually been super amazing how much I've noticed a difference in my body and I've had quite a few experiences where as I'm getting the energy work done, I can feel it even though I can't see it. And I think that's what's so hard about it is like for me to wrap my mind around is like I can't see it. It's not like physical like, oh yeah, here, this is what this is. But I don't know. I've just seen so much, so many things from it. And I think to be open to it is amazing if you're not that's cool too, but I've just noticed a lot of things. And so I do different types of energy work. And I think that it can help with like on another, another level where different types of things like therapy, maybe like talking doesn't help, but doing the energy work does. So body work, this is things like massages, cranial sacral therapy, chiropractor adjustments, any sort of body work that helps support my body physically. I have done a lot of body work. I really enjoy it. I enjoy feeling like I can take care of my body in a way that like especially cranial sacral therapy, it it's not just physically, but I feel like it it almost like moves stress out of my body too. My body can calm down and feel safe in that moment. So those kind of things any sort of body work is amazing as well. And the last thing I wanted to share is leaning on my faith in God. This one is actually like the most important one for me and very important, though I don't talk about it all that often. I have an episode of why I don't talk about my faith on this podcast, but having my faith helps me put my trust in God and my cares in his hands. Um, it has helped me when I get anxious about the future and I wonder how I will handle another thing happening in my life, I know I know all of you know that feeling of like, I don't know how I'm going to handle it, like starting to have anxiety about maybe your other child dying or your husband dying or other people you love dying. And for me, I've been able, I'm, I've not always been able to do this. Um, I just want to make that clear. Like in the beginning, especially with my PTSD and trauma, I couldn't do this, but 
now I am able to give it to God and live for this moment. So that my faith has helped me in so many ways. And I think that's just an important thing to, to have there as well. So there are probably other things that I'm forgetting right now. And I, I, I can't come up with any more right this moment. So this is what I got, but there are so many ways you can come to supporting your body and mind through this grief journey. And I believe that if you can build your toolbox, you have way more options and ways of supporting yourself. If you focus only on one thing, then you miss out on the opportunity to have another thing help you. Sometimes it's all you can do is that one thing, and that's totally okay. Like, I'm not saying you need to build your grief toolbox all at once. But as you do something, imagine that you're building the skill and capacity to have more tools in your toolbox. Imagine that these things come um, kind of like at different angles of supporting you, top-down processing, bottom-up processing, physically, emotionally, energetically, spiritually, all of it. Like, Imagine that they're all here to support you. They're all wrapping around you and like helping carry you. And so often we get so focused on one thing. Like the two examples that come to my mind is like I go to therapy and that's all I do. And I like I don't need anything else. And like I was saying, if that's all you want to do is one thing, that's totally fine. But I just really believe that the more things you can add to your toolbox, the more they can help you. And then the other thing I, like I said, I believe in God and my faith and it's super important to me. But I also see a lot of times um, like the only focusing on like God will help me get through this. This is all I need. And maybe that is all you need. It's just been my experience that, like I said, I'm going to say it over and over. It's like how many more things can you add instead of just focusing on just one thing that you're missing out on the opportunity to have another thing help you. So it's not that what you are doing isn't helping you. It's just that, is it possible that there's other things that could help you as well that can add to your toolbox, that you can have more options and more things to support you? So anyways, obviously, like I said, you don't need to do it all at once. You don't need to even like it can be overwhelming to like, oh, what should I do? But just pick one thing and slowly begin adding. It's a practice. It's learning skills. It's learning how to do this kind of work. Um, and for me, this has been over the course of five years. So I have I have learned quite a few tools and different things in my toolbox. So I just want to share them with you. So what's one thing you can try add to your toolbox this week? What's one thing that you can begin to practice? You can um, invest in, you can go to, you can hire somebody, like you can go to get a massage, that kind of thing. What is one thing that you can do? I want you to think about it and I would love to hear from you and let me know what you are planning on adding to your toolbox. And just at the end, I'll add, you can join Relief and Grief in a few weeks. Um, we're starting October 27th through the 9th, maybe. I can't remember. Yes, 27th through the 9th. And so next week is registration is opening up. So just keep an eye on it and hear about it. We're going to do three day, it's a three day workshop. Um, it is amazing. It's so much fun to get together with these moms. And I'm always honored to be able to hold this space 
and have this time and really a place to like land and hold space for grief and the pain and your loss and learn about grief and learn about caring for yourself in your grief and the emotions of grief and how to navigate them and how to get through grief. It's, there's a lot of information and a lot to learn, but it's, it's really amazing. And so, yeah, keep an eye out for registration. And again, think of one thing that you can add to your toolbox and we'll see you next week. Take care. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone.